What's up, everybody? This is Antrell Roll, and you are now listening to Lemon City Live. Check it out. Lemon City Live is brought to you by Magic City Casino Highlight. The fastest game in the world has come to Magic City. We showcase the best features of the sport, combined with the state-of-the-art court, and the talents of our very own homegrown athletes, like myself, for a highlight experience like never before. Live Highlight returns to Magic City Casino in July 2019. But guys, remember... To live the highlight. What's up? Fresh is our turn, baby. No! Stop being a bitch. Oh. Alright. What up, TD? What up, Gusty? <laughs> We're over here going through all this technical difficulties bro technical difficulties is life man trying to give these folks the limit city life and this Ooh. system is giving us a hard time yeah man i got cables on cables on cables but yeah. never the right combination man. Yeah, i always gotta we, find a, a we work got, around so we good. gotta make it right for the people man we, yeah dude they didn't want to hear us they want to get the the let the citrus word of the day <laughs> that's right so we gotta bring it to them yeah man Hey, bro, you're looking tired, man. Man, that's an everyday grind. thing, bro. Tell it could be today. It could be tomorrow. It could be literally while I'm on vacation. Yep. Tell us, bro. I'm Tell us about tired. the highlight grind, man. Uh, You know, right now we're two weeks in, and um, I'm, I'm second in the team tied with a uh, legend. All right. A guy by the name of Kabbalah is first. He has roughly a nine-game nine lead on me. Okay. So you can make uh, that back in a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But realistically, that won't happen. You gotta, you gotta chop at it. But I mean, you, it's. Uh, I'm, I'm sure highlights like other sports where you can go on your streaks. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So like, I'm sure last season you went on your streaks, good and bad. Yeah, but I went on my streaks around like this time, and I'm much, I'm a much better player than I was last year. Yeah. So, um, I just gotta trust in the process. Yeah. Um, that's not the reason I'm tired. It's just it's just the consistency of getting up in the morning, stretching, uh, going to get treatment. Um, it's a lot of things that factor into being tired. Yeah. Actually, I mean, being at the casino is is not really that uh, stressful. But all that stuff factors into your season. That's part of your season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's a very long season. Yeah, it's you know, it's, it's a lot of man hours that's being spent at the casino. Yeah, but you know, I'm not too tired to do the show. That's right. That's what's most important. <laughs> there we go, man. So. We took the week off last week because we were at uh, Miami Pro League where I got to interview some FIU players. I saw that. So that was, that yeah. was cool. Yeah. Sorry I couldn't make it, but I saw your social media yeah. feed and uh, you did a great interview with those three uh, b-ball players. Thanks, man. Thanks. It's all good, though. Um, I actually didn't expect them to be there, which I wish if I would have known they were going to be there, I would have prepared some uh, some better questions. But, yeah, I think I – I did an okay job, you know. What yeah, I mean? that that <laughs> tournament or that that uh basketball event seems mm-hmm. like whoever comes, whoever comes. Pretty much, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, a, it's like a summer league. You yeah, know how the NBA yeah. has their summer league, but this yeah. is more for um not so much established guys, guys. Even though like some of those guys are good. Some some of the guys that show up are like seasoned NBA veterans. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like uh, James Johnson was there. Yeah playing against against the FIU guys. So that's, yeah. it's cool if you're a college player playing in this little summer league, you get to play against some NBA talent every now and then. Yeah. 
So that's good. Some good exposure and some good experience for those guys. And you compare yourself to their game. You know, if you're you're telling yeah. yourself if you're playing against, you know, like a, a a guy who's in the NBA who's actually a player. He played roughly 50 games of the season. And you're mm-hmm. comparing your game to him depending on what position you play. Uh, gives you a little bit more uh, motivation and inspiration. So, and you also get uh, a head start going into the season because I'm sure you pick up a lot of pointers from uh, this whole tournament. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm glad you was able to go out there and get that uh, experience and interviewing those guys. Yeah, man, that was cool. I mean, there'll be more, you know. Um, they they do it every Tuesday and Thursday at Miami High. So if you want to go check it out, go ahead. If you want to see what it is that I'm talking about, just go head over to our uh, Instagram, uh, IGTV page. And, uh, yeah, just look, look at it. Uh, check out the interview that I did with with uh, three FIU basketball players, returning returning guys. And, uh, actually, uh, one of the guys was on the team last year, but he didn't play, Cameron Corcoran. Uh, he's going to actually get to play this season, so I'm excited to see what he's going to bring to the team. Is FIU pretty good in basketball? Not traditionally. Okay. But last year, they had their best season ever. And Were they good when Isaiah Thomas was the head coach? No. No. <laughs> But they, he actually did bring a top recruit. Yeah, because of his name. Yeah, because yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. He, brought a, he brought a big name recruit, but he was only at the school for like a year, and then he did. So yeah. that didn't do anything for FIU. When, when, when he went to FIU, I, I felt like that was a weird match. It was weird. He was only here because his kid needed some sort of uh, medical attention that I guess he could only get here in Miami. He needed mm-hmm. to move here for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so while he was here, he took that job at FIU. It would have been cool if he stayed for a little bit longer and actually did something. So he was he wanted to be around. He was bored. The FIU job yeah. uh, was there. He's like, you know what? <laughs> hey, you want me to coach you guys? Exactly. Uh, why not? You're Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, yeah for real. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's the worst can happen? We can make an NCAA tournament? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. I mean, yeah, but that one, well, I think it was one or two seasons, I forget, that he was here and he, he brought a big name recruit. So imagine if he would have stayed longer. He would have. Maybe yeah, brought some more guys. He probably could have turned the whole program around. Maybe. If he would have. But, but, you know, FIU came a long way. Yeah. They yeah. came a long way. You know, from Raj, remember Raja Bell. Raja Bell. Yeah. yeah Carlos know, Arroyo. Carlos Arroyo. Yeah. So they they got names. Yeah. They got people who played her. Uh, but when I'm talking about FIU as a university, it, it came a long way. Oh, for sure, dude. And going to that campus, mm-hmm. going to it now is like, it looks respectable. Yeah. Uh, it's when a nice I was, campus, man. Yeah, when I was in high school, I was like, I will never go to FIU. Like, <laughs> who would go here? That's I mean, how I was like, who would go to FIU? Well, you were being recruited by legit football yeah, programs. But, so you know, at FIU for but you I saw the potential at FIU. Like, yeah. I saw, like, their dorms look cleaner. Oh, uh, they're brand new. They're brand new. Yeah. And that that area right off 8th Street, right on, on the edge where that Taco Bell is. I think it's uh-huh. Taco Bell. Yeah, like, they had a little parking lot right there. Yeah. And those, like, rinky-dink dorms. They fixed that all up over there. Yeah. So... But, you know, kudos to FIU, kudos to those three players. You know, hopefully they have a fantastic season. Yeah. Uh, they get a lot of exposure. And, you know. All, the, all of FIU's ath- athletics have come up. Along, yeah, I agree. Recently, man. I like, agree. Even a, look at the football team, man. I was there the very first season of FIU football mm-hmm. in the fall of 2002. Yep. That was my freshman year at FIU. Okay. So it was cool to see. It, like, I started FIU the same time that they started their football program. So yep. it was cool to see it. Grow like I I grew with it. You know what I'm saying? I remember what team they played. They played a team by the name of St. Peter's College. Yeah, <laughs> they uh, played a bunch of no name yeah, schools. Yeah, I went to that school, St. Peter's yeah? College. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. And I knew a lot of the guys that played on the team. Man, that's cool. 
uh, it got swacked. St. Yeah, Peter's man. College. I mean, all, a lot of those schools uh, don't offer scholarships. Nope. You know what I mean? You go there and you walk on the team. Yep. And you're still paying for your school like anybody else. But they will give you a little. Uh, hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, 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 okay. They took care of the guys. They, they, I'm sure, I'm sure. Because they, they know they can't give the money, yeah. you know, via scholarship. So, you know, to get a guy to come from Miami mm-hmm. to Eastern Kentucky, Little Rock. Yeah. <laughs> like, bruh. You gotta you gotta come out your back pocket, but you know back to FIU. You know this. Hopefully they continue to progress as a university. The athletics progress as well because they do put players into the professional level. So yeah, look, look yeah. at um, you know uh, Ty, you know Antoine T-Y, Barnes, Magoo, Magoo. Uh, yeah, man. Just to and, name and a few. What's crazy is Magoo. Uh, he had a great season at FIU with, with with which was Butch Davis's first year as head coach. Yep. But then the next season, when after he after uh, Magoo left, we get James Morgan, mm-hmm. and he breaks all Magoo's records. That's incredible. That's incredible. That's yeah, incredible. That's, 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 that shows, like what kind of guys they're bringing in. Um, yep. This shows the quality of the players that's coming to FIU too, because you know you think when you go to FIU, you think when certain players go to FIU, you're getting, you know, bottom tier players, two yeah. star, you know, one star, but they're getting three, four star. Uh, preps, uh, yeah, they're just being overlooked by major universities, and they have a lot to prove when they go to Miami. I'm mean, sorry, yep. when they go to FIU, and that's with basketball too. And and now with the uh, with this whole transfer window thing, yeah, in college the, football, the FIU, yeah, the transfer portal, mm-hmm. FIU got some nice nice transfers, yeah, yeah. Some, like three, four. I, and star I think guys. that's good. I think that's good for the NCAA, man, because I don't understand why. How can like so you know that's only for football? Like yeah. if you was a tennis player, uh-huh. you can transfer anytime you want to. Really? Yes. I learned that last week when I went to the University of Miami when I was getting treatment. How is it that there are different rules for different sports like that? I guess because money is involved. You know what I mean? Of course there's money involved. And also, too, they don't want it to become – they don't want it to become a a shit show when it comes from, like, one guy's going from this school and just got to go to school. He's transferring because it's it's getting too close to the professional, like, free agency. You took the words in my mouth. Yeah. And so – they put that stipulation only football and basketball. Only the major sports have this tag over their head. If they transfer, they have to wait. But yeah. I'm glad the NCAA right now is is being more lenient to let these kids transfer because you're holding them hostage. You and are. They, yeah. And you're, they understand their window is so short. Mm-hmm. So if you're telling a kid that he has to sit out a year, and that year he's losing the reps, he's losing the, the, the like on-field game experience, and you got to forget, if he's a top recruit at that school – not saying that that school is recruiting another top recruit. Yeah. So he's, again, have to fight for another job. So in exactly. even like right now, Tate Martell, he's over there at University of Miami, and they don't even know he was going to be the starter. Yeah. So, you know, be, but he transferred from Ohio State because a dude from Georgia, a quarterback from Georgia, transferred from Georgia to Ohio State, and the kid from Georgia was the number one recruit in the state of Georgia. Exactly. So, but – you know, back to FIU, I'm just glad that uh, you are out there, you know, getting that experience, you know, interviewing those guys, giving them, them exposure too, uh, because they're going to have to do these interviews as they get, you know, into that. That's true. That That's limelight. True. And it, it was cool being there all season uh, at all this past uh, basketball season. You know, I went to all the ba- – I covered all those FIU basketball games. Mm-hmm. So now these guys, they saw me at the, at the game. Yeah. Uh, last week. You're building a relationship with them. Yeah, and, yeah. They, and they already know me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Uh, it's the one thing about building a relationship, getting a rapport with these players when they're 
like no names. Mm-hmm. And say, for instance, that kid who's the no-name becomes one of the best players in whatever respective sport he's playing. Yep. You build that relationship with him, he's going to always give you an interview. Exactly. And that'll help our brand as well. You yep. know, you know it, I think it's important that you're doing it, and I'm glad you was able to go out there too. That's why, man, people used to make fun of us for covering FIU. But FIU, they're putting out talent, you know what I mean? Uh, What's going to happen uh, when, when those, we... Those same people who are laughing at... Uh, our brand because we're yeah. interviewing FIU. Yeah, so somebody has to cover them. Somebody has to cover. Somebody them, has to talk to these kids. Somebody mm-hmm. have to, you know, give the. Fa- it's because it's FIU fans out there. We have to give them, you know, the, the visuals, the audios, yeah, uh, the sound bites because, um, you know, it's important for our brand. So that's right. Like I said, I'm glad you went out there. I'm glad you interviewed those guys. You know, keep doing it because you just don't know how it's gonna turn out in the next couple of years. Oh, for sure, man, for sure. And you never know. You never know who's going to be the next Carlos Arroyo, mm-hmm. the next uh, Raja Bell. Raja Bell. Yeah. Make it to the NBA, man. Yeah. You never know. But um, just I wanted to touch on something real quick. Back to James Morgan, quarterback for FIU. Uh, he was uh, nominated for the Davey O'Brien National Quarterback Award the, for the watch list. Damn. And uh, so there's only eight. QBs in the country that get nominated for that. So he was so, that good that he got made that list. He made that list. So that shows you what FIU has. Yeah. You know, because that's it's over 200 college uh, teams that are out there that are putting up numbers, and I'm saying quarterback as well. And you at FIU, you're going against the Alabamas of the of the yeah. Clemson's, and your name is at the bottom eight. You know, exactly. even though you didn't win that the, the, the trophy, mm-hmm. you could say, "Hey, I was," because you could always Google it, and they'll show your name <laughs> in there. Yep, that's true. That's true. That's impressive. Yeah, man. So shout out to shout out to James Morgan. I hope he has an even better season. Breaks shout out to FIU and developing these kids and developing uh, a professional NFL basketball talent. Because shout out to Butch Davis, bro. Yeah, man, I love that guy. Yeah, <laughs> Butch Butch Davis is one of those those coaches that. He get praised. He doesn't get enough praise. Yeah. And when he left Miami, they wanted to praise him then. Yeah. Because that national ch- national championship team was technically his team. Yeah. But Coker got the accolades for it. Exactly. And that's I Coker. Think- but Coker earned it too. But Coker was on the staff when, yeah. when Butch was on it. So it's technically his ring, his team too. Of course. But of Butch course. Davis, uh, it was important that FIU got him because just see, just just think about it in hindsight. Say for instance, they didn't get Butch Davis. They would have got some rinky dink coach yeah. that we don't know about. FIU still be were trying to figure out what kind of team they got. Yep. They would still be trying to get national attention. Exactly. Butch Davis, you know, going from the in, in Miami to the NFL to the NC State. I mean, I mean, uh, North Carolina Tar Heels mm-hmm. to uh, doing TV, and now he's at FIU. You know, people recognize the name, especially kids, and that's just a that's just a, a a perfect recipe for bringing talent to the university, yeah, and making them respectable. Because I can say in the next four years, um, you know, Miami, we haven't we're having a problem. I'm talking about University of Miami, we're having a problem with recruiting, yeah, getting top players. So when you got a team that's literally in your backyard. Mm-hmm. Fighting for the same kid you're fighting for, and with lower academic with lo- standards. Yes, and uh, it's gonna make it tough for Miami. Yeah. Even though we, even though we're still a, a power five. Yeah. FIU can creep into it. I it's, mean, if FIU becomes the next UCF, 
Yeah. That's going to be really bad for the for Yeah, because it's land. right in the backyard. Yeah. Right in the backyard. Mhm. So. And and if I, and what all these kids want is that national attention. That's all they want. They want they want to play now. Exactly. And they want national chips, uh, national attention and they and a lot of these parents and a lot of these kids know it's not about what school you go to anymore. Because you can go to any school and and put up numbers. Yep. And you can creep into the first round. Exactly. So if you say, for instance, you're this cornerback who was overlooked at the University of Miami and overlooked at Florida, but you want to stay in Florida and you go to FIU and you go out there and lead the nation in interceptions uh, and become a first-round pick. Yep. And then the first thing he's going to say is, like, what motivated me was getting turned down by Florida and, and, and Miami. Exactly. And then Miami's going to say, and Florida's going to say, like, how did we miss that kid? Hey, you see those guys all the time. You see those guys all the time. Look yeah. at uh, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Look, look at look at who he is. That's yeah. his, his motivation is that he went to what Eastern, East, uh, Eastern Michigan? Central Michigan. Central Michigan? Yeah. Look at that, bro. Yeah. So, yeah, man. So, we'll see. We'll see uh, who's the next big name talent to come out of uh, FIU. You, you interviewed him. I interviewed yeah. yeah okay. You interviewed him. All right. We'll see. We'll see how that comes along. Looking forward to that. But we spoke a little bit about how college football has become like NBA free agency. So let's talk a little bit about NBA free agency, man. We we didn't talk. We didn't uh, record last week, so we missed that whole uh, probably the biggest free agency period in the NBA's history. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think it. I think it was a good free agency. The big, the biggest thing was Kawhi. Yeah. Anthony Davis was a a, a a known thing, but yeah, everybody want to know where Kawhi was going to go. Exactly. Uh, and him going to L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, what it did, it just shifted the power. The power <laughs> of the West. Yeah. And it's since it. and yeah, it's it spread it. Yeah. The West always been strong. Yeah. You know, it's, it's spread it regardless of what team has it. I don't understand why guys leave the East and go to the West, knowing that the West is difficult. I, I was thinking about that the other day. You know what I'm saying? I was trying to think about, like, why would you leave a, a, a conference that all you have to do is you can just make 500 and make the playoff. Yeah. But you your 500 is really better than everybody else, and you can still go to NBA Finals. Exactly. You may get swanked. Yeah. But – you know, your your job is to get to the finals and see what happens. So, like, Kawhi, for example, when he was in Toronto, mm-hmm. he took, I think it was 20-something games off, mm-hmm. right, in order to stay fresh throughout the season so he could do what he did in the playoffs and throughout the finals. Mm-hmm. But if you do that in the West, you're not going to be the two-seed like Toronto was. Or no. I forgot, two, three? I forget what they were. I think they were the two-seed. They were the two-seed. You're not going to be the two-seed in the West if you do that, if you're if you're the star player and you're sitting out that many games. Yeah. Maybe you'll be the four-seed. Yeah. You know what oh, I'm you saying? Oh, you might mess around and make it to the fifth-seed. Yeah. You know, because the West is just that strong. Exactly. <clears throat> so, exactly. But, but I think the free agency, it was the biggest the, the biggest of all time was when LeBron went to the Heat. Yes. That's like it 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 was so hyped. It was just something about 2010 was just Yeah. It was, well, was that was the first time guys had gotten together like that. Yeah, now it was everybody's epic. doing yeah, it. Yeah, everybody's doing. It. So it's yeah. kind of watered down now. Yeah. And But there were some surprises, man. KD going to Brooklyn, that was a surprise. No one saw that. Yeah, coming. no bo- no one saw that coming. Um I knew he was leaving uh the Warriors. Yeah. I I knew he was leaving the Warriors because they it mis- just it just looked at nasty. How you think they mismanaged him with his injury? They they it, how can you let a guy like that mm-hmm. slip through your hands? Because 
I understand they gave him what he wanted. Yeah. But sometimes it's not giving. It's about appreciating. Mm-hmm. And you can give him all the money in the world. You can do that. But if the dude is hurt and you know this is your top player, you got three other all-stars on your team, win it without him. Yeah. Win it without Don't pressure him to come back. Now, if he comes back on his own, then okay. But don't passively aggressive get him to come back. And that's what that's what pushed him over the edge. Um, yeah. Now you lost him. You got you don't have Clay, So yep. you're really playing with just Kevin Durant. I'm sorry, you're playing with uh, Steph, Steph Curry, Curry and Draymond Green. Draymond and Green. then you got, you got D'Angelo, uh, Russell. D'Angelo Russell. But, but he, he's weird. He doesn't really fit their system very not well. Not at all. Not at all. So, but... But they still need him to play because uh, Clay Thompson is out. But as soon as Clay Thompson comes back, I think yeah, they're going to But his style, his style is not warrior style. Yeah. Like, I, 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 when I saw that trade go there, I'm like, that I, I thought they was just keeping him for, for collateral. Not for, uh, trade, for trade value? Trade value. They are. They're, that's really, they're, they're going to use him while they need him while Clay's out. But as soon as Clay's back, they're, they're probably going to flip him. But then they give him a deal? No. No? No, no, no. The the Nets gave him a deal. So the Nets signed him and the Warriors taking that contract though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, the, the, like back to your question, Gus. The free agency was it was it was good. I'm not going to take it away. It was good. Yeah. Uh but I don't I want to know what who are the six teams mm-hmm. you think have a best chance. Have a best chance. Yes. All right. So, let's uh, let's look at the teams that got power couples, right? Okay. Dynamic duels. You got the Lakers with LeBron and and uh, AD. AD. Right. You got the Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George. Right. We forgot to mention Paul, Paul George. George. Yeah. Uh, getting traded Green for trader. for like every draft pick that's ever been <laughs> thought of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, you got Warriors are still around, right? I don't think they'll make it to the finals this season, but. Just don't know though. You, you don't, know. don't know. You don't know. Steph Curry gets hot. You look at him scoring forty-five yeah, he, points he in a play in be, a finals. Be game. one of the next players to get hundred points in the game. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I wouldn't be surprised. Would you be surprised if Steph Curry scores hundred points in a game? With this, with this, only, the way he plays, I won't be surprised. No, he's only got to he he's only got to make thirty-three three-pointers. That's it. I mean, I'm pretty sure he attempts that yeah, much he, in a game in practice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, you got the Rockets with Harden and Russell Westbrook, bro. Yeah, that Russell was, Westbrook goes so to the Rockets. So that right there to me that was, was that was the surprise. That was the surprise. That yeah. was the best surprise because when I heard the fact that he was get he wanted to get traded, yeah. uh, I was like, they're not gonna trade him, bro. They're not gonna trade him to the West. I yeah. tell you that. I and thought he was coming. Everybody thought he was coming to Miami. I thought he was too. And and it probably would have happened if the Rockets hadn't been. Uh, ready to trade? Yeah, if they haven't been so aggressive, aggressive and traded yeah, aggressive. away, uh, the Rockets is Chris going Paul. for the, the Rockets. See this window of opportunity, yeah, and they're going for the they're going for the house, like for sure. like they see the Warriors are demand, dismantled. The mm-hmm. the Lakers are still a question mark, even though they got uh, AD, um, and even though Kawhi is at the Clippers, this the Clippers are still unproven. Yeah, so the Warrior, I mean the Rockets, saw yeah. this as an opportunity to take advantage of it. Yeah, the only uh, Achilles tendon for the Rockets has been the Warriors, and they're diminished right now. But that's when, yeah, and that's when you had bounce. that's when you had all three of your players. Yeah. And I'm talking without even when KD was even there, they were yeah. still having problems beating the uh, Warriors. Yeah. So now with Klay Thompson gone, it's just Steph and Draymond, and we'll see what D'Angelo Russell, Russell does, does. With, on that team. But 
I think the yeah the Rockets see that at, at a, see that as an opportunity to pounce on that Warrior squad. So the Rockets, their last thing was the Rockets. They traded Chris Paul to the Oklahoma OKC, Oklahoma, but that's yeah. not go. He's not gonna stay there. He, I don't know. They're going. He's not. He's not. I, I don't. I don't know who's gonna want to take on Chris Paul. Lakers. Maybe, maybe the Lakers. Yeah. Lakers. The Heat. I don't. I don't want him here. <laughs> I don't want Chris Paul here, man. That contract is terrible. But it's not. A, but if the Heat can, if the Heat can take it, they'll take it. Nah, I mean, he, he doesn't. He's not gonna. Imp- He's gonna limit the Heat's future plans. Yeah, the guy, the rookie that draft the hero. I said hero. Yeah, the that boy. Balls. That boy is. That boy is nice. Yeah, he he reminds me of Jason. Um, he shoots like Clay Thompson though. He, he yes. Like he pulls up, and he shoots, and he just knows it's going in. He, he yeah. He shoots, and when it, he just he runs to the other side of the court because he knows it's going in. Yeah, and his his presence on the court reminds me of Jason Williams. A white chocolate. Yeah, he does. He just uh, yeah. Not, I don't want. I don't want. Not as not as uh, flashy. I think I think he. I think he's technical. I think he's a little bit more technical. More technical. He's not yeah. as flashy with his handles. Yeah, you know what I mean. But that boy is nice. But what college nice. did he go to? Kentucky. Man, Kentucky. So we got Bam and uh, and Tyler Hero, both Kentucky guys. That boy is nice, man. Like yeah. I'm not even. I got. I'm saying it. I'm like. I wa- he is nice. No, he balled out summer league. The Heat, the Heat got a gym. I think if so he, too. if I he, so. if he is showing, if he's playing like this in the summer league, and he goes into the season like this, just being just nasty with it, he can fuck around and, and win rookie of the year, bro. <laughs> we'll see, man. We'll see, because I mean, I don't know. You got Zion Williamson out there and R.J. Man, Barrett. I, 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 let me let you me say I mean? something about Zion. Williams. Hype, but hype has a lot to let do with me, rookie of the year. Let me say something about Zion Williams, bro. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think he's going to be a bus. You think? I think no. he's going to be a bus, bro. I wouldn't be surprised, man. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't he, he, it's not I, like he has a great jump shot or anything. He like is. I, he is. Like, don't get me wrong. He was a great college player. You think he's going to Tebow? He's going to be a he is, college basketball version? I mean, overrated. Basketball version of Tim Tebow? He's not He's not as big as I thought he is. He's big. Like people, no, That's a big boy, man. He's, he's, he's like Charles Barkley big. He's not LeBron James big. Two different bodies. I don't know, man. When I look at Zion Williams, when I look at him walk, yeah, he walks like a Charles Barkley. Yeah, <laughs> he's he. I'm, but when you see LeBron James walk, Le, LeBron James walks tall. Yeah, but you know what? Someone Zion else, walks walks wide. Someone else compared Zion to Charles Barkley. I I don't know who it was, but Charles Barkley answered back and he said, he said, no, I was fat. Zion is not fat. See, no, 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 no. Charles Barkley was not fat. When he was with the Suns, he was not fat. When he was not fat. When he was with the Rockets, he was not fat. Charles Barkley got fat when he retired. I think he was always a little. He wasn't fat. Nah, bro. Just look at Charles. He's built bigger though. Look at Charles Barkley at his heyday. He's built thicker though. He's not fat, but he's built thicker. He would. I don't want to talk this on Zion. I want him to have a fantastic NBA career. I like him as a person. I like him as a player. Of course. People overrate. People overhyping him, man. I I think Mm. I think R.J. Barrett was a better player than him. Yeah, R.J. Barrett has a lot of weapons, he and he's longer than and 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 Zion. Yeah. So, I think Zion's game just he dominated college because he's just so he's just so much bigger and stronger yeah. than everybody. He's like a man a man, man amongst boys. Yeah, but like they kept trying to say he's like LeBron James, with, because he was explosive. Because he's explosive and he's big. But he's a Charles Barkley. He's he's right. Charles Barkley. He's Charles Barkley. That's what he is. 
And I don't see Charles Bar. I never saw Charles Barkley win a championship. No, but you never saw. But also, to be fair, Charles Barkley and a lot of people that played during that era played against Jordan. They played against Jordan. Yeah, a but, lot of people didn't yeah, win championships. But, but, you know what I'm saying? But Char- you, you, R.J. Barrett to me, yeah, was the best in the draft this year. Me, yeah. Even though he went third, mm-hmm. he was the best player in the draft. All right. I don't know how, why they did it that way. Like it's like people are scared to take it. Like you know how in the NFL is like, you know, a lot of people didn't see Baker Mayfield going number one. Yeah, that was surprising. They had all those other picks going number one, and the Browns went and got Baker Mayfield. The NBA draft will never do that. They if Zion Williams is the number one, nobody's gonna. They're not gonna be like, oh, you know what? I yeah. like R.J. Barrett. I want to pick him number one. It'll it'll throw the whole draft off. It's like, oh, yeah. you you said you're gonna get him. You're supposed to get him. There's barely any surprises. Yes, there's, there's no surprises in the NBA draft. Never, yeah. never. All, everybody always always knows who's going to be number yeah, one. Yeah, and and so I think the Pelicans had to get him because they was like, you know, we don't get him, and we did all this when with uh with AD, even though they didn't trade AD yet, but they knew they were. Yeah. Um, and they get RJ Barrett, and it doesn't turn out the way they want. It, it like it's like this. They they feel like all right, if we bust with with Zion, at least we say we got him. Because yeah. if we were to bust with R.J. Barrett and Zion went and had just had a decent <laughs> career, yeah. it would have been like, we blew it. We should have got uh, Zion Williams. Exactly, but, exactly. Well, yeah, man. Uh, the kid from the Heat, Hero, yo, he's, he's my God, that boy is. Yeah, I, that I'm jump a fan. Shot is, I, got a, I got a man crush on him right now. That jump shot is nice, he's man. He's nice, man. It's so smooth. He's really nice, dog. I can't stress yeah. this enough, man. I hope we get a chance to interview him one day. Oh, well, hopefully. We'll see. It'll Call. happen. It'll happen. Yeah. Speaking it into existence. But back to your question, you know, the top six. Oh, okay. Um, we still got the Trailblazers, right? They still got Lillard and McCollum. Yeah, they're respectable. Mm-hmm. They're respectable. Those are good, yeah. those are good players. Um, I'm having a brain fart of who was injured last season. That's a good player for them. But coming back this season, uh, God damn it. I hate when I forget. I don't, I don't follow the Trailblazers, so no. I wouldn't know. Whatever. Oh. Why do I always forget? Names? But if they uh, add him, you're saying that they're going to have a, a stronger team. They're going to have a stronger team. I need, I need some ginkgo biloba in my life, man. Anyways, uh, and then you got the Nets. I know Durant's out for the you, – you made this point uh, before the show started. Durant's not going to play this season. But the Nets, for the foreseeable future – I don't I do not do that. I don't, do, I don't see foreseeable futures. No? All right. I, we're talking about the year that's coming up, that we know what team you're getting. So – yeah. It's the Nets should be out of it completely. You don't think they'll make the playoffs? Um, depending who what who they get to help Kyrie, I can see them probably getting six through eight seed. Okay. Because Kyrie can't do it by himself. He couldn't do about he couldn't do it with a good Boston team. That's true. So what do you think he's gonna do with a team that has nothing? Yeah, that's that's true. I mean no no the Nets were pretty good this season. Yeah, but all right, they were good, but who they were they, good. they were good, but they had they had a t- a lot of people overlooked them. A lot of people yeah, didn't yeah. see that, and a, a lot of that goes to D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. D'Angelo was the main reason they went to that deep. He was. It was nobody else. But so, would you say that uh, Kyrie is an upgrade or a downgrade from D'Angelo? See, but the thing about it is that team had chemistry. The players had chemistry with D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. They knew his game. They felt him. They have to get a whole new rapport with Kyrie. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, he is an upgrade. But because you get an upgrade, doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna mesh. It doesn't do mean. Think, do you think? Would you give credit to that uh, Brooklyn Nets team, the ability for the, uh, the the way that they all mesh together? Do, do you give the credit to the coaching staff or to D'Angelo Russell? It's both. 
because they believed in him. Yeah. And they gave him an opportunity to blossom. They didn't hold him back. So it's a combination of both because he couldn't do it by himself and the coaching staff couldn't do it without him. Yeah. So right. I, 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 don't, I don't necessarily see them making too much noise. And the reason that a lot of people are talking about him only because KD went there. Yeah. But they, I know they didn't forget, but KD is going to be a no-show all this year. He's going to be a sideline warrior. So what does what does uh, Brooklyn have to do in order to repeat the success they had with, or maybe improve upon with uh, Kyrie? They just, just got to be happy to make make the playoffs. They're not going. They're not going to make the noise like they did last year. What What do you think they need to do in order to either repeat or improve upon last season? Wait for with, KD to come back. But you don't think they can do it with Kyrie? No, well, they can't. I just, made, I, just made, I just made the comment just now that Kyrie couldn't do it with a good Boston team. And Boston yeah, had a really good team. That's true, but that's because that, that he didn't mesh with, the, with those guys. So, so I just made the question right now. So how do you think he's going to mesh with a team that are, don't have a lot of good players? But do you think that he maybe he learned from past mistakes? No. You don't think guys learn like that? No, no. <laughs> because he left, he, left, he left Cleveland yeah. not meshing. Yeah. He went to Boston said, I'm a new man. Left, not meshing. So he's going to a team that had chemistry. They yeah. traded the player that made them really good. And they basically are in, not going to say rebuilding mode, mm -hmm. but trying to find their identity. Yeah. They're in wait, wait mode. No, I ain't going to say wait. Because wait, you, know, you, know what you, you, you know what you get with Kyrie. You know Kyrie can get you into at least a six or eight seed. Okay. But he's not he's not uh 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 Guinness. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a world record guy? No, he's not. He's he's not gonna be able to go over and be like the Greek freak. The Greek yeah. freak changes his him by himself can really bring a team to a, a one seat. Well we saw that this season. Yeah. Kyrie can't do that, even though he has the yeah. ball in his hand a lot. Yeah. So I agree. But you know, just the only is there is no more surprises when it comes to the to, to to the free agency, you know the East didn't really do anything besides lose people. I mean the the Heat the Heat surprised everybody. Nobody thought that he was going to be able to do anything, and look what they did. They brought in Jimmy Butler. They got rid of Whiteside, which was a huge contract that was Jimmy hindering. Butler. Jimmy Butler is Jimmy Butler is is a is a as a star. Yeah. He's not a superstar. No, he's not a superstar. But they was trying to make him a superstar when he was in Chicago. They were saying he was the next yeah. big thing. So when he went to when he went to the uh Timberwolves mm -hmm. and they had great chemistry together, but apparently he just couldn't get along with uh Townsend. Yeah. And that imploded. So what what uh what people say is that he demands a lot of, out of out of his teammates. He demands a lot out of those guys, and and people that are not willing to work on his level, he doesn't mess with. But see, he's trying to make himself like LeBron James. Mm -hmm. He's trying to make himself seem like, hey, I need more from you, but you're not, you're not a a game changer. You're not. A, he's not a game changer. He's not a guy yeah. that can lead a team to eight. If he plays eighty two wins, I mean eighty two team, eighty two uh, games, he's not going to be the difference maker to give. Say, this is your team went. 42 and 40. Yeah. And you add him, he's not going to be the person that gets you over to 20 wins. He's going to probably give you at 7 to 10 wins. Yeah. He's, I don't he's, know, man. Like, look look at the series uh, Philly versus 
uh, Toronto. But he was supposed past. to be the difference maker. He was supposed to be. You, you got. He was supposed to be the difference. maker. Of course, of course. But but look, the 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 game went down to the last second of Game Seven. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If Philly would have won that game, Jimmy Butler probably would have been their their MVP. I know that they don't give MVPs for uh, second place. For no no for what's it called. For non final non final yeah. series, you know, for the Eastern Conference was it Eastern Conference? No, no, it was a semifinals. It, it was semifinals, yeah, because they they beat, they lost against the Raptors to get to the finals. Exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, I think if they were if they were to award uh, an MVP for that series, if Philly would have won, it probably would have gone to Jimmy Butler, not not. But not, uh, that's a semi. That's guys. not. A, but that's not. That's a semifinal, so you can't give him that for semifinals. Oh, yeah, I know. What I'm saying. He got to make the comfort. Hypothetically, <laughs> no. It's like. That was like fighting he, for fourth place. He was the best player for Philly in that series. Yeah, and, but you don't. But and it, so he was the difference maker for that team because before he got there, it was just uh, Ben Simmons and uh, what's his name, Joel Embiid, and Joel Embiid. Yeah, and they couldn't get it done by themselves. They needed to bring in a Jimmy Butler. But then they brought him in, and you see nothing happened with that. No, he was supposed. To, he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be the nudge. That yeah. gets them over there. So, and why would you, if I'm Jimmy Butler, why would you leave a team like that, that you're just on the threshold, you're right there, you, you can taste it, yeah, a championship, but you go somewhere and you're back to scratch, so you're chasing the money. You're not chasing the championship. You're chasing the money. Yeah, I, I don't did it. I don't know if he made more money by coming to Miami than by staying with Philly. But why not stay in Philly? If you really, if you really know. want a championship, yeah. then he's coming to Miami for a different reason. Then because he's I, not. I think he just always wanted to be. He's been wanting to come to Miami for years, for years already. He ain't missing nothing. Just come on your vacation. <laughs> come on a vacation, no, I bro. Think he's, I think he he's he wants to play for this organization. I think he believes in Heat culture. But, but, but Dwayne Wade's been trying to bring him here for Dwayne Wade ain't coming back out of retirement. No, LeBron not, James ain't for the he's he's trying to he wanted to come here when he had the big three. That's when he wanted to come here. He he's hoping like if I come here, LeBron James is gonna change his mind. <laughs> nah, bro. Like you should have stayed in Philly. But he's like Jimmy Butler to me is a star. Yeah. He's not a superstar. He's like he's like uh Al Horford. Well every championship team needs stars. No. Every yeah. championship team needs a superstar. They do need a superstar. He doesn't. Who's he? But superstar they also is? need. They also need stars. But who's the Heat superstar? Right now, they don't have one. So you can't win with a star. No, you can't. You so can't. so. But you got to start somewhere. Maybe maybe he's nobody's not going to come to play with Jimmy Butler. Nobody's Russell like Russell Westbrook wanted to. Russell Westbrook wanted to come to Miami. All right, then. So he wanted to come to Miami, right? He did. So why didn't he go to Miami? Because they because tra- Oklahoma traded him to Houston. No, you don't get to pick where you get traded. No, yes he did. He no, wanted. No. If you read the story, he wanted to go mm-hmm. to Houston. He, want, first he wanted he, to, no. Yeah, dude. No. Of course he's going to say after he gets traded to Houston, oh, no. yeah, I wanted to come to Houston all no. along. That's he, what those guys no. say. No, That's he what did they not. Do. No, 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 no. Russell Westbrook uh-huh. wanted to go to Houston. Dude. He did not. Miami wanted him. Miami did want him, and he wanted to come here. No. He was, Miami was an option. Dude, he was on his social media liking stories about him coming to Miami. Okay, you can do all that. Yeah. But well, why would you do that if it ain't true? Okay, Russell Westbrook, Miami was an option. Yes. But Miami was not his number one option. I don't he know wanted that, to, man. He wanted to contend, bro. Why would you, all right, why would you leave an organization that adores you? Yeah. And go to an organization 
that's in rebuild mode. That doesn't make any sense. I think if Russell Westbrook would have came here, along with Jimmy Butler no. and some of the existing pieces, no. they would have made a deep run in the East. No. They yeah. would have made it. They would have made. It, he would have made it farther in the East with this Miami Heat team than he made it with his current Oklahoma or with his former Oklahoma team no. in the West. Okay, they would make it deep, but at the end of the day, guess who got to face? They got to face the West. So, yeah. to your story, mm-hmm. Russell, Miami was an option. I'm not saying it wasn't, but he was not, if he had to choose, like Miami or Houston, like he had the opportunity to because mm-hmm. this is what the organizations did. They came to him and said, where would you like to go? He said, I would like to go to Houston. They did him that favor. So if he would have wanted to come to Miami, he would have said, take me to Miami. I think Houston just had more to offer Oklahoma, and that's why that deal happened. Uh, Miami could have gave up what Houston gave. No, we didn't have a Chris Paul. Who did he have that's on Chris Paul's level? They they, could have They could have traded the kid uh, a hero. No, they're not gonna trade. They're not. They weren't. He weren't. We're not about to trade, uh, hero or bam. He it wasn't gonna happen. He didn't want to. He didn't want to come to Miami, bro. Oh, man. He want to come to Miami. The Russ- report. All the reports say that Pat Riley was playing hardball with Oklahoma, and Houston just handed CP3 on a silver platter. Yeah, and that's why that trade. But happened. they wanted to get rid of CP3 regardless. CP3 was going somewhere. Somebody needed. Somebody needed. Somebody was gonna take that deal. And no way, man. That, that CP3 deal is terrible. So Houston. So, so OKC was willing to take that deal. OKC was yeah. Because, because they went to Russell Westbrook. They went to they, Russell Westbrook and said, they, they "Where want, do you uh, want to go?" They thought they were. They, it was supposed to be a three-team trade between Houston, Oklahoma City, and somebody else, where Oklahoma City was not gonna take uh, CP3. He was gonna go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't make that happen, so Oklahoma City said, all right, forget it. Just send me, send us CP3, and, and we'll try to flip them. But no one's trying to flip them. Oklahoma City is trying to trade um, Chris Paul to Miami, but Miami ain't having it. Miami's – they don't, they don't but, want to take on that they, bad Chris Paul contract. Uh, OKC okay, is saving money with, with Chris Paul's contract because, because Russell Westbrook is making 40 a year. Chris Paul is making 30. 35. Uh, Right now he is, but in a couple of years he will be making 40. And he's going to be like 37 years old. Okay. That's a terror. His contract is way worse than Russell Westbrook's. His contract was well earned. Uh, You don't get paid for what you did. You get paid for what you do. No, you get get paid for what you did. For Houston, he didn't do anything. No, what do you mean? He did do something. He was just hurt. Well, Chris yeah, Paul, Chris, we had this conversation a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. Chris Paul paid his dues. Chris Paul established himself as a superstar. He's not he a is. star. He is a superstar. So, I agree. So when people are trying to water down his achievements, even though he never won MVP, even though he has the injury-prone bug, Chris Paul was a difference-maker for organizations. But the only team that owes you anything is a team that you did something for. He's never done anything for Houston. If he was going to be making this amount of money at this point in his career, it should have been with the Clippers. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I agree. So, But what he did with the Clippers got him the opportunity to get that deal in Houston. But it doesn't make sense for Houston to give him that type of deal. But what he did at the Clippers, the, the Houston Rockets felt like he was worth that deal. So was, what he did in Houston gave felt, him that deal. In, in, uh, what he did at the Clippers gave him that deal in Houston. That's because Houston was willing – to give him all that money on the back end of his contract 
because they felt like he like he gave Houston that opportunity to win earlier on in his you don't think nobody you, you don't think nobody in the Houston Rockets management thought about that like hey he's going to be downhill he's injury prone they still gave him that money when he was injured that's a risk they're willing to take yeah so because they wanted to win right now so either way happen. so either way somebody's gonna have to pay him he's gonna get that money regardless he was so Houston's like all right why not we give it to him Houston got a lot of like I, I feel like Houston is the richest team in the NBA bro <laughs> Cause they just throw away money, man. They do. They gave y'all mean money. They gave uh, yeah. st- they got st- uh, st- uh, Steve Francis money. They oh, gave TV franchise. They stay. They gave Tracy McGrady money. They gave everybody money, bro. Yeah. Like who's the flashiest guy in the league right now? Let's give them all our money. Yeah. Just just <laughs> that's just, what they do. Just throw them a bag. We don't, we don't, <laughs> they, they. I feel like Houston is doing money laundry, something like that, bro. Right. No, I was. Watching, I watched Cocaine Cowboys the other day. You did? I was bored. Oh, you're on that, uh, on that tip. What's his name? What's our boy's name? The director. Oh, Billy Corbin. Yeah, you're on that Billy Corbin uh, tip ever since you saw yourself on that big screen, huh? No, nah, I, I just, <laughs> I wanted to see, because I went to South Beach. Uh, I forgot what night that was. It was a couple of nights ago when I yeah. went, met up with my Asian um, And looking at the skyline, I'm like, yo, cocaine built this. Cocaine built, yeah, bro. You ain't, you ain't lying. And I went to watch the documentary to just, just to get that yeah. information again on how I was dealt with. It's crazy, man. And I was thinking, like, if I was in that, if I was in that era, bro, yeah. if I was in the the eighties, I probably would have been. You know, it's fortieth anniversary of uh, when all of that, all that shit started. All that shit started with a big shootout at Dayland Day Mall, Mall. Yeah. in seventy nine. Yeah. And it was like last I think it was like last month was the fortieth anniversary yeah. of that. Well, it was uh that liquor store that was there. Yeah. Dayland Mall came a long way, bro. Yeah, right. They came a <laughs> long way. It used to be like a little strip mall. Yeah, it was like a it was like huge. a hood spot. Like yeah, yeah. it was like the rinky dink place to go. Yep. <laughs> who owns that property, man? I think Simon Malls. Now they do, but who owned it before that? Oh, I don't know. No idea. Dayland Mall was a rinky dink, bro. Yeah. I wish I could go back to 1980, man. Really? For real, dog. Why? I would have probably been in the Cocaine Cowboy. <laughs> no, they was making money, dog. Yeah, they were, man. Like, these dudes making $50,000 a week. Yep. Oh, and that's like a bottom tier guy. Yeah, man. 50 a week? That's that's the most I ever made in a year. $50,000 <laughs> a week. The motherfuckers are making that shit and in they, a week. And they was making so much money that they didn't know where to put it. That's like, how can you have yeah. that problem? They had warehouses stacked to the ceiling with money. The dude said he was putting it in his horse feed. Like, he was hiding it. He said he had, he had, he had a million dollars in a bag yeah. that he dug into the ground. Like, yep. he just had to put it there because he couldn't, he couldn't take it to the bank. Yep. That's crazy. You can't wash it fast enough, bro, when you're making that much money. Dog, you can't wash it fast that's enough. That's, like, a good problem to have, man. <laughs> like, for real, dog. Like, except for, trying to get, except for uh, people trying to kill you. Yeah, <laughs> but it, I'm saying you got to know when to get out. Oh, yeah, yeah. You gotta know when to get out. That's a problem with that, man. When you, when the, all that money's coming in like that, you get greedy. Bro. When you get when you get to when you get to probably fifty million, yeah, and you got literally fifty million in cash, you mm-hmm. n- literally dog, you can just every day just take out two thousand dollars and just live your life. Yeah, pay everything in cash. The, the, the government can't find you. They can't. They gonna be like, oh, he's paying everything in cash. Like what? The only time it'll be hard for you is if you have to buy a house. Yeah. That's that's gonna be the only thing that's hard. But if you know somebody that can buy it for you, you just give him the money. 
Exactly. And that's the only way to get it. Or if you if you know how to money launder, you know what I mean? Just don't grow too big cuz then it's, it, the bigger you grow, the the more, more your eyes on you, yeah. So yeah. if you know if you know like an NFL player, like I know an NBA player, like he yeah. he's worth 100 million dollars. And you say, "Hey, bro, you know I got it. I need this house. <laughs> yeah. I give you cash right now." Yeah. And I'll give you a 10% in, on interest on it. Yeah. That's true. That's it. That's right. But Let's that's get back crazy, to let's man. get back to sports, man. I, I lost track of my mind. Hey, no, man, that's that's a crazy era in Miami, brother. That cocaine cowboys days, man. No, it was. That's I, it was I've, wild. Seen, I've seen that documentary a few times, and it's always interesting to watch. It, was, man. it, 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 it just just watching that skyline, bro. Just it's amazing. People, it's amazing, bro. Yeah. It, no other city in the United States of no other city has used drug money to enhance the city. Not even L.A. No. Because L.A., they they were – the crack era destroyed them. Yeah. Like, the government – the money wasn't circulating enough. The cocaine money circulated to the point that it it helped the economy in Miami. Yeah, because the, all the banks were involved. All the banks in involved, yeah. yeah. So the money was circulating through South Beach, Dade County, mm-hmm. and even the black community benefited from it because we were selling the cocaine too. Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody had a touch of it, bro. That's Everybody, crazy, it was that's, crazy, man. That's crazy, bro. Oh God. Talk about cocaine. What are we talking about, man? Right. Speaking of uh, coming off a, a high. Wait, wait to switch that up. U.S. Women's National Soccer Team, bro. Yo, that was an amazing tournament. I don't know if you caught any of those games. The only one I saw when they beat Thailand, one hundred to zero. Thirteen zero, man. Yeah, you might just say hundred to zero, bro. Just say hundred. 100 to 0. It, it, it seemed like it. It felt like it was 100 to 0, bro. Yeah, man. But that's amazing. They, all right, so, like you said, they started off beating Thailand 13 to 0, which breaks uh, Women's the World record. Cup record. Yeah, nobody's not going to ever do it again. Yeah, probably not. That, that's, not like that. Yeah, no. I don't, I don't see that happening. Especially, like, those, the sport is growing internationally. Like, the most goals I've seen in one game when Germany scored seven goals. Um, on Brazil. On Brazil. Yeah. And that was, like... That blew my mind away. Yeah. I'm like, on Brazil, too. Yeah. Somebody got killed that day. <laughs> somebody in Brazil got killed that day, bro. I don't know who, but somebody died. Oh, man. For sure. For sure. <laughs> somebody. Oh, man. But you know what, bro? Uh, okay. So the wim- the women's game is still not as big as the men's game? It won't never be. And that sucks. I, it sucks to say that. Because I'm, I'm all for know, women's sports. I don't know if it'll never be, but. It won't never be, bro. It won't like that's know, that's 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 be realistic, okay? Yeah. I'm all for equal pay. Yeah, I'm all for equal pay because I feel like they should get paid the same exact amount of a male athlete. Mm-hmm. It's just that the the excitement of going to watch women's sports is not like when people want to go watch men's sports because yeah. the sex is behind it. You know, mm-hmm. like that's not what I'm talking about, though. What are you talking about? I'm talking about like the level of play. Even that, the, I, even, uh, the level of play is not even that so, good to me. Uh, like obviously, uh, men, you know, because we have testosterone and all that shit, we're gonna be yep. stronger, faster, yep. all that shit. Mm-hmm. So of course, um, like you know, the, the best men's team will always beat the best women's team. Of course, right? Just, the, but that doesn't mean that the women are any less skilled in the no, game. No, I don't. I don't think that either. You See, skill wise, they're equal. Skill, uh, that's technique, what I'm about. technique, they're somewhere close enough. But yeah. when it comes to the overall 
game, yeah. the technique, the power, mm-hmm. the speed. Yeah. Uh, that yes, men are always gonna they're always gonna get beat. Yeah. Now it won't the same way. Just leave it. You see how we blew out Thailand thirteen to zero. Yeah. Thai- what I'm saying is that 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 will only happen in this era of women's soccer, because since the sport is growing, all these other countries, their their level is going to go up too. Of course, the U.S. women's national team eventually they're going to hit a plateau where you can only grow so much. You know what I mean? Well, you say that, You're but not- the past every other every other four years we've been winning. We won the last one yep. in 2015, yep. but before that, the last time we won was 1999. So the U.S. women, they won 1991, 1999, 2015, and now 2019. So that's four. That's four, though. That was the first year? 91. 91. So, and so it's been roughly 28 years. Yeah. And we're still relevant. We're still a powerhouse. Oh, they're, they're, the, they're the powerhouse. But, they're the no, but in 28 years, mm-hmm. no team is close enough to our team. Well, the Ger- Netherlands thought they had a chance. No. Nah, well, Germany has two. Okay. Right? So oh. b- before, let, let's see, just four weeks ago. Okay. USA had three, Germany had two. Okay. That's close. Yeah. Right? But we got so but we got four now. But now we got four. Okay. Yeah. But what will happen ne- next time? Maybe Germany well, gets their well, third. Well, you know, well, all right. Know. When was Germany first one then though? 1971? No, no, no. The w- Women's World Cup doesn't go back that far. Yeah, so whatever year Germany got it. It was the they won it was the the previous one before 2015, like 2011, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was their but what I'm saying is that other countries, their level's going up. Of course. And it's, it's going to keep going up. USA will probably keep going up also. Mm. But the other countries, it's, it's kind of like how, let's say, Uruguay. NBA. Ur, I wanna, let's, let's talk men's, men's soccer for a second. Uruguay. Mm. Uruguay. They were the original international powerhouse, mm. right? They won, the, they won the first two World Cups. Okay. Since then, they haven't, and that was in the 50s. Since then, they haven't won a World Cup, right? Um, USA, the USA men haven't won a, won a World Cup either, but in when the Copa America, which is the South American Cup, was held here in the United States mm-hmm. uh, a, a few years ago, USA placed fourth in that tournament. They they uh, they lost the third played third place match to it was either Uruguay or Colombia, and okay. it was a close game. Okay. So the, the USA closed the gap. On, on that country. Okay. But it took them a long time. Time to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, that's, that's all I'm saying. Is no, I agree. Country, they're going to close the gap. I'm not saying they're going to catch up to the U.S. They're, they're going to close the gap. And, it, and, they, and they're not going to get beaten 13-0 anymore. I agree because when you think of sports as a, as a whole, you want teams to get better. Yeah. You want teams to catch up because yeah. you just don't want it to be a, a run-through every single time you see the World Cup. Oh, we know U.S. is going to win. Like UConn basketball. Oh, we know yeah. UConn is going to beat everybody, mm-hmm. but now teams are catching up to UConn. Yeah. Now UConn is not doing what he did before. You know what? The best example of that is is uh, men's basketball in the Olympics. Those are, those are a few years where USA did not win the gold medal, mm-hmm. right? Spain won one year. I forget mm-hmm. who won the another one, mm-hmm. but there was a couple of years where USA didn't win, win didn't win gold. Yeah, you know. And then they had the whole red, 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 redeem the redeem but, team. With but LeBron I'm saying though, we even though but we didn't have our best players though. 
We didn't have our still. best players though. But still though, we don't have like we're we're getting college players that play against the, the best players in the world. Like no, these it guys, it wasn't college players. It was still NBA guys. But they it was like bottom tier NBA guys. So when you got bottom tier guys and you're playing against other countries that their players are in the NBA or they're the best player in their country because they other countries do have national t- uh, uh, or pro leagues. Mm-hmm. We're going to expose. They're going to get. They're going to expose our our lower tier basketball guys. Well, you, you're saying lower tier, like if we're getting guys that never get any playing time. Like, no, it's we had a bunch of Jimmy Butlers out there that are stars instead of LeBron James that are super. That's what I'm saying. So, and those Jimmy Butlers didn't get it done. They didn't get it done. Yeah. Yeah. So go. So back to the women's soccer. But those Jimmy Butler guys would have gotten it done in the '80s. How you know? I mean, come on, bro. You can't say that. You don't yes. know. Yes. Because those Jimmy, but- you don't know that. It, it, the the reason why because all these international, like like Spain and Argentina and all those countries, now have good basketball players is because they watched that '92 Dream Team. Okay. And they said, "I want to do that." Okay. So I'm gonna play basketball. Fuck soccer. Okay. I'm gonna play basketball. That shit looks cool. I want to be Michael Jordan. Yes. Yeah. I'm fucking six five. I can't play soccer. I'm too yeah, tall they, for that shit. Our our culture, you know our way of playing NBA basketball, playing basketball in the NBA, mm-hmm. ignited the the other countries to want to be like us. Exactly. So and now, now those countries, they're still not as good as our best players. They're not, but but they're they beating. The but they're beating some of our players though. Yeah, like they, so, they, but they close the gap by because a lot. if you if you put Kevin Durant, if you put LeBron James, you put just all our, all our elite best guys, yeah. elite players. Nobody won't have a chance. No, and that's but, what happened in uh, I think it was two thousand eight, the Redeem team. Yeah, that's what happened. We yeah. sent our. We said, all right, fuck, fuck this. We're gonna send our best guys. That team, I think Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis was on that team too. It was one year he was on a team and he even played, but he just came out of college. Oh, that was two thousand twelve, I believe. Maybe when was the last Olympics? Thousand had to be uh, sixteen. Nah, he's yeah. Twenty sixteen was the last Olympics. It was it was the one before that. So two thousand twelve. That's what I'm saying. So he was on that team then, because Anthony Davis been out of NBA, been in the NBA for a while. Yeah, he's been here for a minute. Yeah. So, but nah, I think women's soccer. Back to what I was saying. I think they should get paid like men. Yeah. I don't appreciate them getting paid uh, when they won a championship. They got paid whatever amount of money they did. It was not a million dollars. They yeah. they should they work hard. They play hard. They put the blood, sweat, and tears just mm-hmm. like the men do. They should get paid like the men. Yeah. They can't help the fact that they're not watched as much as the men. That's a, internationally that's true, but in the United States that's not true. Well, people love watching women's uh, soccer. Yeah, I know yeah. that. Yeah. People, people, the the U.S. women's national team, as far as ratings goes, matched and even surpassed the men's team. Because people wanted to watch them because we knew they had a better chance of winning. Exactly. We're not watching the men because it's just the pool is so strong when it comes to men's soccer. We support mm-hmm. them. We support them, we, especially we, when they win. But they're like the Doug Flutie of – I mean, they're like the Rudy of soccer. Like we're go uh-huh. go USA go go out there and try your hardest, and they go out there and get swanked by Jamaica, yeah. and you're like, oh, how did that happen? Oh, yep. they tried their best, yeah. you know, but they're just gonna get enough. Yeah, and that's that's what it is. Like, if if the men were good, then that wouldn't be the case. People would watch, and more the women, people would watch and, the men. And games. women have an argument. The argument, argument is yeah. that they won four World Cups. Yeah. And they and the men are getting paid more, and the man can't get past the sixteen, eliminate sixteen, whatever it is, the best of sixteen. The round of sixteen. Yeah, I think, uh, they can. They, they, 
they make it past there. I think they've they've done it a couple times. But they they don't get past that point. But they don't yeah they don't get past yeah. the the they lose to China the quarterfinals they lose to China in a shootout. No, they no, they don't they don't lose to China. But I'm saying though, I can see it happening though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like and you're like, how the hell that happened? So yeah. but now, you USA, know, whenever they get eliminated, it's by a good team. Except for the last World Cup where they didn't even make it because they fucking lost to Trinidad and Tobago. How the see, fuck? That's what I'm, you just said the name. You just yeah. said the name <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it, you won't be surprised if China beat them or Japan, somebody like that. But well, Japan is good. Yeah, but still, <laughs> our we have the best coaches. We have the best equipment. We have the best. We don't have the best coaches. Okay, we Not should yet. have the best coaches. We should, but I mean, all these. We have the best facilities. We have good. Facilities. We have the money to support them. We, I mean, Europe. Europe has the best everything. Okay. Europe has the best. Everything. Fair enough. You know what I'm saying? Because they've been, they've just been doing it for so much longer. That's where they put their money. And that's into. where their bread and butter is. Exactly. Soccer. Our, ours is football. Ours baseball. is football, baseball, basketball. basketball. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's that is also slowly changing. You know what I mean? Like uh, MLS when it first started in the mid '90s, they were playing at like. In college stadiums and shit yeah, like FIU, that. FIU, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, now every, almost every single MLS team has a dedicated stadium just for soccer. And that's that's a big deal. Yeah. Right? Like it's over fun. in Atlanta, Atlanta United, they're, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium is always sold out. Yeah, for so- and that's incredible. Yeah. 70, 79,000-seat uh, stadium and sold out for sh- soccer. And they Ooh. show up. Yeah. I mean, when they show up and they show out. Yeah. So when they won that championship last year, you can walk downtown, bro. Dude, that must have been insane. It's 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 insane. What was so funny because a, a, a expansion team won a championship before the Hawks, before the yeah. Falcons, <laughs> yeah. and and somebody yeah, was, asked the asked uh, that was the first Atlanta's first championship since the Braves yeah. in the '90s. Yep, and they asked. Uh, uh, the owner? The owner. I forgot his name is. Uh, I forget his name. The owner for the. He owns Home Depot. He's owner of the Falcons, too. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I just forgot his name just now. I don't know how I just did that. I can't remember. Oh, my God. I just forgot his name, and I live in Atlanta. But he said, how do they asked him, how do you feel that your soccer team won a championship before your football team? He said, it doesn't matter what sports wins. I'm just glad we brought a championship back to Atlanta. Nice. So it's and of course he's going to say that, but I'm sure he wants his football team to win a championship first. Oh, of course, man. Arthur Blank, that's his name. Arthur Blank. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. Yeah. Yeah, man. But shout out to the U.S. Women's National Team for getting it done, bringing that, bringing that chip back to, back to the United States. And there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of controversy actually, with uh, with the women's national team back. To their first game when they were just celebrating hard for every for all thirteen goals. Right? Why not? Why not do that? Why not? If you don't want, if you don't want them to celebrate, don't let them. Don't score, let them right? score. Yeah, that's that's right. And even afterwards, where somebody asked Megan Rapino if she is going to go to the White House, and she said, "Of course not. I'm not going to go to the White House." Like she was set up to fail with that question. Yeah, is when you already know what she's going to answer. Like why, I, I why just you, don't know why, why put people in spoil the moment with a dumbass question like that. Exactly. Like you spoil the moment because you already know her answer to that. Exactly. You already know how she feels about that regime. Mm-hmm. And that reporter who did that wanted to make a name for her, him or herself. Yes. Like ask a question about how does it feel to be a championship. What does it mean for you to bring a championship back to the United States? Or you could even ask a a socially conscious question like that in a different way that doesn't 
that you, you know that how she's gonna answer is gonna put yeah. her in a bad light with a yeah. with a she could have she could have asked do you hope that uh the regime watched her USA World Cup and you hope that they reach out to you and congratulate you like they could have spent it that way exactly instead of asking her are you going to go to the White House of course I'm not going to go you know how I feel about it yeah <laughs> so yeah. but. You know, but, he, but I think she handled it well. Though. Of course she did. She handled it with class, and she yeah. I, and she was prepared for the question. She was. You know, you she knew once they won that championship, she mm -hmm. knew that someone, some reporter wanted to ask them or her, uh, what was the what was their thoughts about going to the White House? Yeah. And she, I'm sure she rehearsed. I'm sure she was prepared. And she, the way she spent it, she used that platform to talk about equality to try to make things right. Yeah. And she she handled it with class. You know, mm -hmm. it's, you know, we. We don't appreciate women's sports like we should. And again, I'm I'm yeah. playing I'm playing both sides of the fence, the field. You know, I love I love the fact that it should be equality when it comes to men and women. Yeah. At the same time, women's sports is not as entertaining as men's sports. And the only time it's entertaining is when they are in the finals, but not leading up to that. Nobody watched dub no nobody watches the WNBA. No. And but should they get paid like the men in the NBA? Now that's something that we have to talk about because then they're not going to give the best player on a WNBA team forty five million dollars a year. But yeah. the player should be in the millions. You can give her a million dollars. You can give her yeah. two million dollars. But making fifty k and she has to work another job after that. Come on. Yeah, that's that's she's ridiculous. a professional athlete. Exactly. So. Um, and the only reason they can't get paid for for forty five million dollars a year because their brand, their 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 sport is not bringing in the revenue for that. Yeah. So that's the only reason why they can't get paid that much. But they should get paid equally. But mm -hmm. now when it comes to soccer, the women's World Cup, the women's national team, they should get paid the same amount as men because they are bringing in that revenue. They are bringing in that revenue. Yeah. So you know, shout out to whoever's in control of that that part of. Uh, making it equal for women and men yep. that works for the US soccer. US soccer. Mm -hmm. You know, give these women what they deserve. Give them what yep. they deserve. They deserve a raise. They deserve to get paid just as much as a man or equally. Yeah. Because they're putting their product is 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 good out there. They're winning, yeah. they're bringing home championships mm -hmm. and the man and ain't doing they ain't doing crap. They should yeah. get demoted. They right. should get a pay cut. <laughs> they should, yeah. They'll probably win a championship then. Yeah, probably. We'll see. They'll, they'll, they'll fight for that money, I'm sure. Exactly. I yeah. got to fight for that money in Highline. Right? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Every single day, I got to fight for a point. <laughs> if I don't win, I don't get no money. All right. So to close it out, we actually got uh, Edwin on the line. He was out at the Miami FC game today. They uh, played their South Regional Playoff against Chattanooga. So let's bring in Edwin. What's up, bro? Larry Fresh. What it do? Yes, sir. He is alive. He's alive. He's alive. Yes, sir. Reporting <laughs> live. Reporting live from Buccaneer Field. That's right, man. At uh, Barry University. You're there uh, watching that Miami <laughs> FC versus Chattanooga FC, bro. What is it? South yes, Regional. Sir. South Regional final, right? South Regional semifinal. Semifinal. There we go. All right. Tell us about semifinal, it, man. How'd, yes, it, sir. how'd it go? Uh, it was a good game. It was a good game, man. It's just been pretty tough. Um, dominating themselves and. Uh, Dominating the game and making themselves the uh, the better team, but uh, it was zero zero at the half. Couldn't really capitalize. Couple of chances, kind of boring. I will tell you this, man. Chattanooga's got some big dudes. Oh yeah, they're just big. 
Yeah, like, they're just big boys, man. Like just tall like or fat guys? From, they look like, uh, like a college football Like football players, yeah. Size, man. Damn. Um, <laughs> that was my, my, my big takeaway from seeing him up close in person. But, uh, what's in the water in Tennessee? After that second half? What's that? I said, what's in the water in Tennessee? Yo, for real, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> some of us got to get up there, man. Um, but anyway, second half came out. Uh, Hector Morales, they, there was a, some weird subs were made. Coach Daglish, I don't know. It was a little strange, but you know, in NPSL, you can get seven subs, so essentially you can have like a whole B team come in. That's um, crazy. That's like hockey. Yeah, it's really weird. Do a line really, switch, really man. But, but uh, no, he made some subs. Uh, took out the little Cuban connection that they had up in the front. Uh, inserted another Cuban, and uh, paid dividends though. The subs worked. Miami scored a goal. I think it was the sixth, seventh minute. Um, Hector Morales scored a nice little combo play. Put him up one nothing. No, that was the uh, ended up being a winning goal. But uh, they added a. A nice little PK at the uh, 81st minute, I believe it was, for and, um, Ariel Martinez converted it. It was nice, solid. Came in there. No, he didn't do the little panica that he did last week uh, oh, yeah. in the in the Sunshine Conference final. But that was pretty sweet. It was a nice uh, finish. That's what's up. Yeah, bro. And uh, yeah, they just held out. It got a little chippy at the end. Red color, couple oh, of yeah? yellows, people fighting. Um, it was uh, a little. Uh, a little testy there, you know. That's to be expected but, uh, overall, in an elimination game Overall, like that. it was good, but the referees got a police escort back to their cars after the game. No way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, you, um, I think you were telling me that there were a lot of uh, Chattanooga fans, right? Like, they, they came out strong? Yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, they had a good little cheering session there. I was surprised to see that many Chattanoogans. Is that what you call them? <laughs> I don't know. Chattanoogans? Chattanoogans? That's Chattanoogans. what I'm going to call them. Chattanoogans. Chattanookies that uh, came out and uh, supported their team, including uh, <laughs> I posted a video on our, our Twitter of uh, the penalty kick. If you listen carefully, uh-huh. uh, you, you got to go on to our Twitter and you know, at Limit City Live, if you listen carefully in like the first two seconds of the video, you hear somebody scream something, and that, I swear to you, that came from the Chattanooga side. So nice. you just got to go in there, watch the video, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's really, really funny. Is it an expletive? Um, but, what's that? Is it an expletive? Yeah, it's it's uh, not safe for work. Nice. So uh, I'll let you. Uh, it yeah, it was pretty funny. But it's not what you'd expect. I'm telling you, you're going to go in there and you're going to be like, whoa, wait, I did not expect that. Did not see that coming. <laughs> um, but yeah, they came out. Uh, fans were there. It was a good little crowd. Hopefully, we'll get a bigger crowd. I believe we're playing Tulsa next yeah. in the South Regional Final. It's going to be held at Buccaneer Field on Saturday at 7. Nice. So if you're whoever's listening to this, go out, man. Check it out. It's uh, it's 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 a good team. They're good guys. It's good quality soccer as well. And you get buy one get one free on the jerseys. Come on, if anything, go for the swag, bro. Go for the <laughs> swag. Get yourself a nice little Miami FC jersey. They're real nice. The the, the teal and orange one, real clean. Those are and nice. you get that blue and blue and teal, even nicer. I like it. Yeah, bro. Proud yeah, bro. That's my report. Sorry, All I missed right. you guys. Great job. You guys man. had a good show. We did have a good show. We could, we, could have did, we could have did it better Looking with you. Looking forward to listening to it. <laughs> you heard me? <laughs> I said we would have been better if you were here, bro. Uh, appreciate it, but I'll be there soon. I miss you guys. All right. You know, hopefully, uh, we'll, uh, we'll get together next week and uh, make, some, make some sweet, sweet lemonade together. How about that? I like that. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> I'll throw some Tito's vodka in that shit. <laughs> there you go. Stare it up, bro. Stare it up. But anyway, that's all I got from Buccaneer Field here, guys. I, I got to get home.
Cool, man. All right, brother. Get home safe. We miss you. Check it out. Miss you guys too, bro. Be good, man. Have a great rest of the show. You too, homie. All right. Shout out to Edwin covering Miami FC out there at Barry University doing his thing. Shout out to Miami FC for heading over to the next round. All right. So let's uh let's close out the show with just a little bit of NFL, man. We got some uh we we couldn't talk about this last weekend, but some terrible news out of uh Dolphins camp. Kendrick Norton got into that terrible car accident. And uh, pretty much ended his career. He had to it, amputate it, his left arm. It's not as terrible. It's it's we he's still alive. And that's, 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 you're right. You're that's right. That's the one thing that that's this most important. Of course, he lost a ligament. Lost. Yeah. His, of course, he's not going to never be able to play football again. Um, but the one thing he still has is his life. He still got his life. And he's and his uh, education. And his education. Yeah. And he uh he's a part of my agent, my, my agent Malky Kawa. Oh yeah. Yeah. And. What? Would you would have you ever have you been nah, able to reach out to him? I, you know, I, I stayed I stayed back on it. Like I talked to Kendrick probably twice. Okay. At the, uh, Malky's uh, first round management office, mm-hmm. and I also ran into him at the University of Miami. Okay. And he's a solid guy. Yeah. He's a solid guy, bro. He's just trying to eat. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually ran into him three times. I'm sorry because I I met him at a I saw him at Malky's party and he was there too. Oh, okay. He's a solid guy, man. And. I don't know the specifics of the car accident. That's not important. I mean, it's got to be pretty bad for. It had to be pretty bad. No, man. but I'm talking yeah. how how it happened. Oh, okay, you know, okay. like I'm a firm firm believer that accidents could be avoided. Yeah. So again, I don't know specifics, but that's not important. You know, the one thing that is important that he's alive. Yeah. I don't know what happened to the other party, um, but he lost his arm. Uh, Dimey life. Uh, DJ, yeah, uh, DJ Williams did a, a sticker, and and it's going towards his GoFundMe. Um, the goal is to reach, I believe, is two hundred and fifty k, uh, for him. You know, yeah. I'm. Even though he played in the NFL, I mean, uh, he, he was only he was he only yeah, played I, at what one two seasons. Yeah, he was. I think he was predominantly on practice squad. Okay. So they're trying to set up a a little honey honey hole for him, so he can yeah. have something to come out with, and I think that's the right thing to do. But yeah, no, he's a great person, man. I I, I can't say nothing but positive things about Kendrick because it's a uh, every everybody you ask about him, you know, that's why they're doing this nonprofit. That's why they're doing the GoFundMe for him. Yeah, because they understand what kind of guy he is. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's. That was some yeah. tough news, and, and I just wish him a speedy yeah. recovery too. Yeah, for you sure. know, right now psychologically he's really damaged. Physically he's damaged. Yeah. You know, the the most important thing is him recovering psychologically. Yeah, because the game he played his entire life is taken away from him in the blink of an eye. In the blink of an eye, that's crazy. And he's going to be now the one thing he uses platform is to be an advocate for whatever issue or situation he went through when it came to this accident mm-hmm. and be a voice for that. Now it was up to, you know, Malky to to try to create that opportunity for him, you know, talk to the NFL, talk to University of Miami, talk to somebody to keep him involved and make sure this happened to another football player. Mm-hmm. Not saying that what he did was wrong, mm-hmm. just saying that if someone goes through this situation, he can be able to talk to them and say, "Hey, I've been through this. I can give you my testimony." Yeah. So you know, it's a sad case. It's it's, it's terrible. Um, it sucks for him. It sucks for his football career. But I'm glad he's still being able to walk on all ten toes. Yeah. 
for sure, for sure. And thank God he's all he also has you know his education to fall back on. Yeah. At at uh from, from University of Miami. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I don't want to sound facetious saying this. You know, that's education is important, of course. Yeah. You, you know. But we never come out of college thinking about using our education. No, of course not. You know, and especially it, if you make it to the it depending on what degree he got is, you know, what that would depend what degree he got. And I don't know what his degree was. So yeah. you know, he's he's I'm 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 confident to say he's intelligent. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure he's capable and able to, you know, work a job, even though he may not be able to use right. his arms. The NFL uh NFL football is a complicated game. Mm-hmm. I th- I think every single one of those players Regardless of what you think about jocks and all that shit, they have to be some level of smart yeah. in order to play in the NFL. Yeah. And so even if maybe if you're not book smart or anything like that, I think that each and every one of these guys, given the right opportunity, can succeed in something else that's yeah. not football. Yeah, just give them opportunity. Yeah. You know, with any new job, any profession, you need training, mm-hmm. you need uh, exposure, you need yeah. reps. So. If uh, someone give Kendrick uh, another opportunity to do another career, mm-hmm. obviously can't use hands, so it has to be something more of, of educating. Yeah, uh, give him the opportunity, give him the reps. Uh, he's capable, he's able. I'm sure he'll thrive. Yeah, and thrive, great. So again, no, worst comes to worst, he can, he could easily be a coach. I'm sure he'll be a great coach. He's got a lot of knowledge in the game. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I don't know if that's something he wants to do. Yeah, I mean, I'm just speculating. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. Of course, you want to keep him involved in football. And that's yeah. the easy mindset, that, too. Exactly, exactly. I think he'll be more important if he goes out there and be a, a voice for his incident, yeah. his accident. I don't know what happened. Yeah. So whatever he's going through, he can use this as a – he could be a motivational speaker. He could. That, yeah, because you right. touch you that's touch right. more you touch more people by doing that. That's true. Because that testimony that he can give for almost losing his life mm-hmm. and losing his career yeah. in a blink of an eye, it it builds it 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 turns you into a completely different person. You're yeah. not obviously you're not the same person physically, and you're damn sure not the same person mentally. Yeah. So. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to uh, losing something very important to them in the blink of an eye, whether it's, you know, a limb, career, almost losing your life. Or losing a loved one. Losing a loved one, yeah, things like that. Yeah. Something that damages you. You know, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to something like that. And, and like you said, if he's a motivational speaker and he help, can help people get past those things. Because he's going to be reminded every day when he's waking up, his arm is gone. Yeah. He's going to be reminded every single day. Can you imagine, bro? Like, I'm sure there's, there's things that he always did with his left hand. You know, maybe, I don't know if he was left-handed, but, like, I don't know, maybe when he wakes up in the morning, always turns off the alarm clock with yeah. his left hand or yeah. something like that. He's going to have to, he's going to have to do, he's going to have to be, be psychologically rebuilt. Yeah. He's going to have to get teached to probably use a, a prosthetic arm. Now, mm-hmm. if it was me, and I, I you know, obviously I, I don't want to be insensitive. Yeah. Um, I personally would not want to get a prosthetic arm. I want to. I want to. I want to go through the struggle of knowing that yeah. I don't have an arm. I don't want to get that false hope. Okay. And um, because what it does to me is it just reminds me even more that I don't have an arm. So mm. for Kendrick, if if I'm Malky, I will personally tell him to use this platform to help others. Be 
and, and contact the NFL yeah. and see if the NFL can create a job for him and he can go out and be an advocate because there's not too many survivors of, of car accidents. Yeah. And he's a young boy too. Mm-hmm. He's young. So he can relate to yeah. other players that come in. So, you know, it sucks. It's sad. I'm glad he's alive. For sure. I really, 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 really wish him a speedy recovery. Yep. Yeah. Prayers up, man. Prayers up to Kendrick. But uh, in other NFL news, we also have a weird, I think it's weird, a weird situation with uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Still got two years left on his contract, but he's holding out. What, what's your what's your take on Zeke? My take on Zeke and his his stance to getting a new contract is, I think it's right. And yep. this is and this is the reason I'm saying this. Running back, we all know a lifespan for a running back is really short. I agree. Yeah. So and he came in. I don't. I think he came in a year after Todd Gurley. I think you're right. I, I think mm-hmm. so. So I know that he's no one has more uh, yards than him past three seasons. Yeah. And what he's trying to do is trying to get paid before Dak does, because once Dak gets paid, he's not going to be able to get the money that he deserves. Oh yeah, exactly. So so the only way. He's he's going to force Dallas' hand. Yeah. And the Cowboys are in a tough spot because the same thing happened when Des Bryant wanted to get paid, and he held out. Yeah. They eventually, you know, met his his demands, but he fell off after that. Yeah. They don't want to make that same mistake. They don't want to make that same mistake because Jimmy uh, uh, Jimmy Jones loved. Uh, uh, Jerry Jones. Jerry I said Jimmy Jones. <laughs> Jerry Jones loved Des Bryant. Yeah, he, he did. really did love that boy, and that breakup was hard. So Zeke, young, still has a lot of miles to give. I think Jerry Jones is going to do the right thing and give him what he wants, um, because this is this is the, this is the landscape of the NFL. You know, when you outplay your contract, you have to be able to go and demand a, more money. You like because, that? Like our boy. Yeah, because <laughs> if he wasn't playing well, they'd be getting ready to cut him. Yeah. He'd be a bust. Yeah. So it's, it, it it works both sides. Oh, two years on his contract, he even got a, he didn't even get a thousand yards yet. He's a bust. They cut him. Yeah. Oh, he overplayed his contract. He does. He deserves a new contract. Nah. He, he let him play his contract out. Nah. You, it can't work that way. Exactly. You give him what he ways. wants. It can't. You got to give him what he wants. Yep. So I agree. I yeah, agree with give that. Give him what he wants. And I think uh, NFL's NFL's players union. They probably have the worst players union, in in, in out of the top leagues. Nah. Yeah, bro. Nah. No, we don't. Uh, baseball and, and no, we don't. NBA have. Better like they no, the, their players have more powerful than uh, have more power right. than NFL players. Okay, the players have more power, but yeah. the like, NFL to, the NFL P, the NFLPA has done a lot for the NFL players, bro. Like yeah. it, it's it's on surface. Like NBA players don't get pension. They don't have they a don't no. Okay, because they make so much money. Well, so there's no pension involved. The NFL has pension. NFL has a 401k. NFL has a, a a player's due that I forgot what what it entails of, but you still get money uh, when you pay your dues, and also too you get an incentive when you make the roster. You get like a ten thousand uh, dollar uh, like 
check for making the roster. Yeah. So even though it's peanuts compared to the to the NBA, but when it, when you talk about longevity, NFLPA has done extraordinary things for the players. You don't really hear about the NBA uh, players union as much as the NFL players union. You don't th- you don't hear about it. You don't hear about yeah. it till it's about it's about to be an NBA lockout. Exactly. That's but, the only time that there's really noise yeah. on that on and that then, front. And the lockout is more for more rights for free agency. Mm-hmm. It's not about money. It's not about games. NFL, PA, they're more about protecting the player, protecting uh, them after the life after football. Yeah. You know, concussion protocol, concussion uh, settlements. So, you know, I understand you, you have a valid mm-hmm. point because you, you're outside looking in. Me being in that inner circle, the NFLPA takes care of us. They really do. Yeah. So I'm not saying that they don't that they don't, they don't, you know, go to war for you guys. What I'm saying is that when I look at what what the NBA players, the power that they have, even baseball, man. Baseball is not even America's pastime but, anymore. But they have they but have they less have, players they, too though. They do have less they, players. They have less That's players true. and they're more and they're more visible to the public cuz they don't wear helmets. Yeah. So but that you know that goes into it though. That goes into it. So so when you when you think about the power of the NBA player, and it's only a select few guys that have the power. Yeah, they influence the owners. Tom Brady ain't. Tom Brady don't have enough power to make everybody don't want to play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. LeBron James does. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is not going to sit out because. His office alignment didn't get his pension. Yeah, <laughs> that's not gonna happen. So, but since the NBA has less players, mm-hmm. and they really protect themselves because they understand, like, if we don't protect this guy, we're l- forgetting about the guys that's coming up in the near future. You made you have, you made a good point about. NBA players being more visible. Mm-hmm. I think that gives them more leverage when mm-hmm. it comes to like. If NFL players decide to hold out, mm-hmm. they'll just I, – I, I personally think it'll be like the replacements in that movie mm-hmm. where they just bring in a bunch of other guys. No, they did it already with the Washington Redskins. Redskins did that? The Red, Redskins did a couple of years. They held out. A lot of players didn't want to play, mm-hmm. so they had replacement players. Oh. And those guys came in, and they played. And they were they were called uh, – dang, they used to call them something. I can't remember what the name was. They gave them a name, Scabs. Oh, okay. They were called Scabs. Yeah. And those guys played, and they actually made they they made the playoffs. No way. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so and then the other team, the other guys. So, but they lost. So mm-hmm. next year, when the players came back, or they finally came to agreement, mm-hmm. all those players were cut. They yeah. kept like two players. So, uh, but what they do, what they will replace them, like yeah. the NFL, like what the NBA has now with players is that. Nobody comes to an NBA game to watch the CEO. No, of course not. They come to watch LeBron James, right? Yeah. That's with any sport, though. No. One player. Keyword. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, okay, okay. When you go to an NFL game, nobody, everybody's coming to watch Tom Brady. But well, as Tom Brady's hurt and Jimmy Garoppolo is playing well and Aaron Gordon, I mean, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Diane Rogers, the receiver who was on drugs for the Gordon. Oh, Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon. And you see Jimmy Garoppolo throw a deep pass to Josh Gordon. Mm-hmm. No, 
the fan got what they want. Yeah. That's true. So when you think about that, that's why the NFL has more control. The owners have more control over the players because you could just they have more leverage. You could no, you could just stick one person in there. That's what I'm and they're going to get the, they're going to get the job done. It's leverage. That's leverage. That gives them leverage, though. Yes, yeah. yes. So the NBA is always going to have more leverage when it comes to setting the demands because yeah. they know that their face, they are the product. Correct. They are the product. You know how this, they say we we have to protect the shield, mm-hmm. like the NFL. We have to protect the shield. The NBA is like we have to protect our number one player. Yeah. Because he yeah. is the NBA. Yeah, that's true. Facts. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. So, uh, back to Zeke. Back to Zeke, man. Do you think um, you think he's gonna get what he wants? If Jerry Jones wants to have a a drama free season, he she needs to give Zeke what he wants. And man, Cowboys are due for a drama free season. They bro. like that's the one thing they can <laughs> avoid. Each year is something. They're bro. they're more in the news for uh, negative stuff. Yeah, off the field, off shit. the still field sh- stuff. Instead of uh, having contention to be winning their division, yeah. So if they want to avoid that going into the preseason, going into training camp, just pay Zeke. I, now if Zeke is asking for a ridiculous amount of money. Then you know Zeke got to be realistic. Yeah. If he's trying to get Todd Gurley money, I think that's reasonable. Thirty yeah. million dollars, you know, thirty million dollars, like whatever sign of bonus Todd Gurley got, just give him a hundred thousand dollars more. I mean, yeah, exactly, and that. I mean, if, if looking at it from the Cowboys' perspective, that whole offense run, it revolves around Zeke. Yeah, even, he deserves. Yeah, he deserves it to be one of the top paid NFL running backs. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you, you can't stiff the guy, bro. Because they want Dak Prescott to be the face of the franchise. I think I personally think Dak hit a hit a hit a hit a wall. Like he hit his yeah. highest ceiling, and this year he's right now. This is what Dak is doing. Uh, Dak mm-hmm. is he's he's a uh, he's Joe Flacco the year they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Joe Flacco bet on himself. People like Joe Flacco sucks. We don't have to give him a contract mm-hmm. when I when I do my thing this year. Yeah, you gonna have to pay me. <laughs> he did his thing this year. He won a Super Bowl and yeah. they had to pay him. They had to pay him. So Dak is betting on himself, and once he takes Dallas deeper to the playoffs, I'm not gonna say a Super Bowl. He takes him deep into the playoffs because of his play. Yeah. They're going to have to pay him. Well, do you think Dak is hoping that Zeke gets paid so that he helps him take no, the because team if, if the Dak, if Dak, if Dak sees Zeke getting paid, it's going to hurt his, his chances of getting the money that he wants. Because the salary crap, the salary crap can only do because he just paid Lawrence. They just, gave, oh, okay. they just gave him a lot of money. So they only have, they have to choose one or two. I don't think that I don't think Dak can get it done without Zeke, and and I don't think Zeke can get it done without Dak, because if you know if you know you have a shitty quarterback, that's the thing. NFL quarterbacks are few and far in between. Yeah, you know, there's how many NFL teams are there? Thirty two. Thirty two. There's thirty two NFL teams, but there are not thirty two NFL caliber quarterbacks in the world. Yeah, yeah. there just aren't. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's always going to be, I don't know, like 10 teams in the NFL that don't have an NFL caliber quarterback. Quarterback, yeah. Dallas happens to have one. He's not the best one, but he's good enough to start. This is one of the few years that the NFL doesn't have a good quarterback on their team. Just think about that. That who? The NFL. Uh Uh-huh. Every single team 
has a proven quarterback. Just think about it now. You think right except now? Except the if, Dolphins. Except the Dolphins. That's, uh-huh. that's, ex, that's exempt. That's exempt. Arizona, the yeah. Dolphins. That's what I'm saying. There are 32 NFL teams, yeah. but they're not 32 NFL yeah. caliber quarterbacks. Yeah, so, but this is one of the few years that you have a lot of good quarterback play out there. A lot. Yeah, there's a lot. A lot. Like, if you, I, I just throw a name out there. Kirk Cousins. Yeah. He's proven. He is proven. I throw a name out there. I, I throw a name out there. You know, even though he is not talked about as much, but he still he's, he can still play football. Mm-hmm. Andy Dalton. Yeah. The, you know, the like, red rifle. Yeah, the red. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's, you may, he's due for a good year. Yeah. You know, Matt Stafford. Oh, who was that? You know, it's, it's like it's, every team has a quarterback that can lead them. You see, now, if you had, like, if Zeke played with Stafford. No, it won't work. Bro. No. Yeah, why not? Because the only reason Stafford doesn't win is it's not, it's like not because of a running back. Late bro. in the season, is because he doesn't have he doesn't have he's never had a good running back. It's not about a running back, bro. but it's, he's it's never a, had he's never had a good he, run game. He had Megatron, bro. He couldn't do a Megatron. He had Megatron, but still, yeah, he couldn't do a Megatron. Na- name name a Super Bowl winning team that didn't have a good run game. Indianapolis Colts. What are you talking about? They had uh, what's his name from Joseph the, Joseph Adai was decent. Uh, and um, Dominique Rose was he just played good in the playoffs. Didn't they have uh, this dude from UM? No, Edger and James Edger was gone. James. He was gone. He was, gone at he was the Arizona Cardinals. Okay, they didn't win Super Bowl. He didn't win a Super Bowl. No, oh. he was gone already. All right. You, you, don't, you don't think that that their run game was decent though? But then again, that's Peyton Manning. <laughs> I, I'm gonna give you another one. All right. New England Patriots. No, they 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 Stop. spread the brawl around. They spread it out. No, they you don't have. No, they don't this have, is what. What was your question? They, I said a decent run game. I never said a no. great co- a running back. No, you said this is what you said. I said a good run game. All right, the Patriots never had a good run game. They always have a good run. No, game. they don't. Yes, bruh. they do, bro. No, they don't. Come on. No, stop. You're reaching yeah. right now. No, no, I'm not. They, they, they never they ne- had a good run game. They don't bro. have a superstar or even a star running back, but they always have a good core uh, amount of running backs, never, and they and they spread it around those guys. The last good running back to ever come out. That never. That you're not. You're you're changing the argument already. I never. I didn't say they have a good running back. I said, said they have a good running game. We can. We're gonna That's play different. this back. That's different. Okay. A good running game. Good running back. It's the yeah. same thing. You're playing. It's not with, the same it's, thing. It, you're playing. You're playing with words right now. It's not the same. You're thing, playing bro. with words. You can have a good wide receiver core where you get, you put up numbers in the in the passing game without having a superstar wide receiver. Okay, so what we're talking about? We're talking about superstar wide receiver. You talking about super are you talking about just good passing game? Because you said because your comment was, oh, didn't they have Edger and James? Didn't you say that, that right? That was for the Colts. No, but you were trying to say a superstar running back. You were trying to say a superstar running back. Well because, but you named the guys first and then I countered with Edger and James and I was mistaken. A good running game. So I'm a trying to I'm game. trying to get you to submit to this conversation. Uh-huh. I'm telling you right now, teams have won Super Bowls without a good running game. More often than not, run. that's not the case, though. More often than not, that's not the case. See, if we, if, we, if we have to go back. And look at the two teams that you just named are probably the two greatest quarterbacks of all time. So when Peyton won in Endeavor, they didn't have a good running game. They didn't, but they had a great – they had, like, one of the greatest defenses ever. Yeah, see, but you, what the question was – Running game. Yes, okay, but more often than not, that's not the case, man. When Cam Newton 
He went, was the running game. Exactly. He was the running game. <laughs> okay. That's he was the running had, game. They had a good running game. Yeah. But Cam Newton didn't run that much, to be honest with you. And they technically did have a good running game because they had uh, they had Stewart and they had, uh, I think, I think D'Angelo Williams was gone. But they had, they had Stewart there at the time. Yeah. But the point is, Zeke, if he if he gets paid, Dak is not going to get paid because they, they're going to already hit the cap. No, I, that's true. That's true. They don't have the money. They don't have the money to give. So, but you don't think you don't think uh, Zeke would would uh, benefit a team that has a good quarterback but not a good running game like like Detroit? You don't think that would open up the passing game even more for Detroit having a guy like Zeke? That di- who, that division is who they got the Packers, they got the Lions, the, I mean, Lion, uh, the Vikings. It's them, the Vikings, the Bears. and the Bears. Yeah, that Bears defense, bro. I I think Zeke won't be a huge difference maker. But you don't think that would that would help out that would help uh counter Khalil Mack having having a good running game but also having uh Matt Stafford that's pr- a proven passer? You, Khalil Mack is with the Bears though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They face the Bears twice every season. You can win without a superstar running back. You don't have to yes. have a superstar running back. Because I, I agree, but I think because because CJ and CD CJ Anderson when yeah. he went to LA. the Redskins, I mean I'm sorry to the LA. Yeah, he was not a superstar running back, but no, he he, pl- he came and played well. He played well. They had a good running game. Yeah, so they had a good running game, but it was duo. Yeah, it was duo. Yes. So Zeke, this is what you should be asking: uh-huh. Why I want to get a complimentary running back to help him, and and Dak is- Prescott. Because I mean, that, 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 that could work, too, but I don't think they need it with Zeke. They do need it because if you're trying to save tread, if you're trying to keep guess, if you're trying to keep teams guessing, there's only so much Zeke can do. You, can, you yeah. know where you put him in, the ball is coming to him, he's going to get a screen, he's going to get a, a dive. Yeah. Something's going to happen. Once teams start sniffing those things out, then you need that to win the game. And, and he's not capable. He's not capable of doing that right now. Okay. Now he, so, he, so that that further proves my point that that Zeke would benefit playing with a good quarterback because he's going to do his thing, and that's going to open up the game for you know for uh, Matt Stafford. If he, yeah, if but the, you still need the weapons on the outside though, and Dallas don't have weapons on the outside. They got, they, they got Amari Cooper. Yeah. Who else? But I'm saying, if Zeke were to go somewhere else. It, that, that can go either way. That can go either way because Dallas has a great offensive line, not a good, a great offensive line. Yeah, they do. They do. Have, so, and, so do you think Zeke benefits from Dallas having a great offensive line, or does, or is it the other way around? No, because is he a I, system guy. Is, I don't think he's a system guy because if, of the two? because nobody's benefiting from who it's, it's a chemistry. Because if you'll say why is Dak not benefiting from having a good offensive line because he should be able to look in the pocket and pick his plays. Yeah, you know, it's it's a chemistry. You know, they made this be a good running offensive line, not a good pass blocking offensive line. Okay. So it could be that, but Dallas has to make a decision. What goes? What's What's the difference in that? Being a good, being a good, uh, because it could running be a, offensive line or pa- or passing. Because offensive some offensive linemen are some offensive linemen coaches are good zone mm-hmm. zone running. Okay. And then you may have an offensive line that may not have a good pass blocking, so you have to do quick plays. You have to get the ball out quick. You can't sit in the pocket. You can't. You can't. D- d- do five step reads. Okay. So, and that's all about what do you have? Because when you make the fifty three man roster, you only can have so many offensive linemen, 
And then a lot of guys got to be able to play multiple positions. Yeah. So you need a guard to be able to play center. You're going to need a center to be able to play guard. You're going to need a tackle to be able to play guard. You're going to need a guard to be able to play tackle. Because injuries happen. Injuries happen. Yeah. So, and if you if you got a guy who's playing guard, and he hasn't played tackle since college, and he has to play tackle because he's the best next thing, mm-hmm. and you put your backup guard in who hasn't played, well, he really is a tackle, but you don't want to put him at tackle because he has been he's been playing hardball in training camp, and then you're like, okay, what are we gonna do? So yeah. it's just it's kind of like playing a, musical chairs. Kind of like uh, Larry Mitunso, Larry Mitunso here at the Dolphins. He's he's he hasn't been playing what he played in college. Yeah, right. He, they moved him. I they think moved, he they, came in as a right tackle, but he moved him to left or something like that. I think he came in as a left and they moved him right. Yeah, or maybe something like they something moved like him somewhere. Yeah, they moved him around, but it didn't work out for him. No, he's he's doing well. He's doing well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, then my bad. No, that's what I'm saying. He's one of those guys that's been able to. He's been able to move around in the yeah. line. He's he's been uh he's and that's fluent. and that's hard for it's hard to find teams. It's hard to f- uh, find players that can be able to do that. Yeah. So you know, just to get back to your question, you know, Gusty, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Jerry, Jerry Jones is gonna have to pay. They gonna he has to pay one of the two. So Ed, Edwin wanted me to ask this question, uh, before the show. He he told me that um the Dolphins have a lot of cap space. Do you think? The Dolphins should go after Zeke if Dallas doesn't want to pay him? No. Why not? No. Because th- – let me back that up. So we just got uh, Josh Rosen, right? Yep. He's young. Okay. I can see that happen. I had, I had, to, take, I had to take a moment to think about that. All right. So uh, you think it's a good idea? I think it would be a good idea. If, you're, if the Dolphins are serious about trying to, to – Take over that division. Mm-hmm. They got to start somewhere. They got to take it serious. So if they can, if they can fiddle away uh, to, they can muster a way to get uh, Zeke Elliott from Dallas, give up a first round pick or something like that. I think it'll work. I think it'll work. But he has to buy in. Yeah, he has to. He got to come in here and buy in because Miami can come in here and Miami can be a, a mug. Yeah. So also, the guy he he keeps getting an off field. That's what I just said. Miami well, could be a mug. Yeah. No, and I say mug. I'm trying to say mother. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just I just didn't want to say mother. I didn't want to say that. I'll so, say it for you. Miami's a motherfucker. It is. It's a motherfucker. I mean, he, so so like, if it's he like a, it's like a Vegas. Yeah. You know, and he's going to be on the town. beach. He's going to he's going to have that life. Yeah. So that's something that Miami has to think about. He's 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 still immature. He's having all these off the field issues, but yeah. he's a hell of a running back. He is. So what are we going to do? And if they go pay, they got and Miami has the cap space. They want to give it the money. They got to give it to somebody. Yeah. So give it to Zeke. You know he plays it out, and then you know Josh goes and plays well. Then he have to pay him. I really want Josh. I really, really, really want him to play well. Me too. I really, really, really want him to win. Especially in like the how everybody trashed him. I really. You know really, what I mean? Really, I want him really, to prove really, everybody really, wrong. Really, That'll be fucking. Great. I really, really want him to play well. Yeah, man. So. Yeah, bro. All right, man. I think we're good. I think it was a great show. I think we handled it well. Yeah, man. You know, even though we had all the technical difficulties, even though I'm tired, even though you're, (laughs) you know, you're looking like, uh, like your dad over there with a slick black look. That's right. You know, you you got it done. You know, we we always get it. We never had a bad bad moment together, bro. Nah, man. When we always work together, we always get the thing. We always get things done. Yes, sir. So, thank you guys for listening. Um, And if you are in the near the airport. Near um, Douglas, come and check out some highlight. Yeah, man, Magic Monday City Casino. Wednesday. Monday through Wednesday performance. I'm sorry, let me back that up. Wednesday through Sunday. Sunday is Family Day. Is at one eight one p.m. 
to four is one performance, but Wednesday through Saturday is from three p.m. performance, and you got a seven p.m. performance. What it do, baby? And Friday and Saturday we have a new thing called the High, where it's twenty-one and older, and it's a lot of lot of nightlife stuff going on during that time. So come and check us out. That's right. Come and win some money. Come and Pre-game. support your boy, and come and get a drink or two. You don't know what's going to happen after that. Yep. <laughs> All right, y'all. Remember to go to LemonCityLive.com. We're making a lot of improvements on our website so that it runs faster. I know that's been an issue of uh, recently in the past few months, but we're finally upgrading. So go ahead. Check out LemonCityLive.com. Give us your feedback. Check us out on all social media platforms at LemonCityLive. Make sure to follow us, uh, like, share. Uh, give us, you know, tap that little heart, man. We like it. So that's it for us. We'll see you next week. Peace. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs>